Hello, I'm Tamar Rodney, and you're listening to The United States of Nursing, a limited edition series of our On The Pulse podcast. In this special series, we will feature students, faculty, and alumni who are making an impact in their local communities across the United States. In every town across all 50 states, nurses are the innovative leaders who focus on communities, social determinants of health, and the local and national policies that impact the health of our nation. On this episode, we will speak with Mary McQuilkin, a primary care nurse practitioner and alumna of the Johns Hopkins School of Nursing. Her current role is itinerant nurse practitioner for the Tribal Health Organizations of Alaska. Mary, welcome. Thank you. Wonderful. So Mary, could we at least start off by explaining what exactly does your role mean? I'm almost like a substitute teacher, but medical. I fill in for different primary care providers in different villages whenever someone's out sick or going on vacation or on maternity leave, anything like that. I can go to that village and cover the clinic while the other person is out. Thank you for explaining that. I don't think it's a term that is very familiar when attached to nurse practitioner, but considering your current role, how would you say it's different from what you thought being a nurse or a nurse practitioner would have been? Working in remote villages in Alaska is really different from any job I've had in the past. Each village is really unique, and I often don't know a lot of things about the clinic and about the location before I get there. So it's an interesting job because I'll go to a new clinic and I need to learn what resources are available and about the local community and the health needs of that community. It sounds exciting and definitely an area of need at the same time. So probably a little bit of hesitancy for everyone to go in there, but you're quite advanced in your role as a nurse, you're a nurse practitioner, but could you start by telling us what led you into nursing and what has your journey into nursing been like? When I was in high school, I was a volunteer for the Marine Mammal Center in California. So I was caring for wild seals and sea lions that were sick or injured. And that role was kind of like being a nurse, but for marine mammals. And I really enjoyed that hands-on care aspect of the work. And then while I was in high school, I also learned about health disparities and I was drawn to the social injustice aspect of what's going on with America's healthcare system. And I just really wanted to use my career to try to work to improve access to primary care for different communities in America. So I chose to go the human route rather than the animal route in the end, even though I did enjoy working with seals and sea lions. It sounds exciting. And that's one of the beautiful things about nursing is that you can pivot from a fantastic background and take those skills into nursing. So I'm quite thrilled to hear that you chose the human side of taking care of individuals. And we mentioned in your intro that you're currently based in Alaska. Can you tell us a little bit more about your current work in Alaska and what would a typical day look like for you? Each day is really different. So when I'm out in a village on an assignment, I usually have clinic from eight to five. So I'm working in my normal role as an adult gerontology primary care nurse practitioner. And while I'm out there, I'm also responsible for after hours emergencies. In most villages, there isn't another organization to provide emergency medical services. 
the person in the clinic is also the person that responds to any medical emergency for that area. So it's variable whether I'm by myself or sometimes I have a community health aide working with me, but often it's either just me or me and one other person who have to respond if there's a car accident or anything like that happens. We drive the ambulance out there and go bring the person to the clinic and then treat them in the clinic. And then if they need to be transported to a higher level of care, we coordinate with the air ambulance or helicopter to get the person out to get them to a city with a hospital. That sounds like a huge responsibility. And you mentioned this concept of villages. Are you speaking of the different tribes and where they live in Alaska or is it something different? Alaska is big. It's larger than California, Texas, and Montana combined. And 86% of villages aren't connected to the road system. So you have to take a small plane to get almost anywhere. And some areas are accessible by boat, but usually that's only in the summer because otherwise all of the waterways are frozen solid. So these villages are usually a single tribe. They don't have counties here like you are used to in the lower 48. So most of the state is divided up into different tribal jurisdictions and each tribe has a tribal council that provides local governance. Tribes have their own governing structure kind of similar to a county in most states. So they can have local laws that are different from the state law and they have some responsibilities in terms of providing local infrastructure such as an ambulance or some places it's the tribe that provides the clinic building, for example. Oh, wow. And thanks for taking the time to explain that because I think we often say that nursing is the same everywhere, but if you consider especially temperatures when they're low, accessing some of those villages can be quite difficult considering how you'll have to get there. So thank you. And I wanted to continue on this to to explore some of the facts we know about Alaska. We know that there are more than 200 federally recognized tribes in Alaska, and we know that Alaska Native people have a lower life expectancy and possibly worse health outcomes comparative to the general U.S. population. What would you say are some of the reasons for this, and how could nursing be a part of the solution? The reasons behind the health disparities in Alaska Native communities are certainly very complex. There's a lot of different factors that come into play. I think geographic location is definitely a big one because, as I mentioned, most of these villages aren't on the road system. And getting fresh produce and other items out to these villages can be very challenging. Some places only have a couple of small planes coming out per week. So if you imagine a little tiny plane carrying people in addition to fruits and vegetables, it's not a whole lot of food that can be brought out there. And if it does get out there, it's often not very fresh anymore because it's even in Anchorage, it's hard to get really fresh produce a lot of the time. So by the time it makes it to a village, it might not be as good as if you were in, say, San Francisco. So that's one factor. And then it's also difficult because people don't have access to facilities to exercise during the winter. If you were living in a big city, you could go to the gym if it's snowing outside. But in most of these villages, there is no place to exercise when the weather is bad. 
and there aren't paved roads. So it's also hard, even if you want to go on a run, you're running on a dirt road and there are moose and there are bears. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of hazards that don't normally exist in most urban areas. So the location is definitely a contributing factor. I think if we're talking about diabetes, hypertension, obesity, you know, all of those chronic diseases that are impacted by your access to healthy, nutritious, fresh foods and the ability to get physical activity. Certainly a different aspect of probably where you trained, which is in Baltimore, Maryland, to think about the city, working the city versus working in a rural setting. And you've already described multiple things that are different with Alaska or living in a more rural setting. What would you say is probably the most unique thing about working with these communities? I think it's interesting to meet different people each place I get to work and to see different areas that normally most people don't visit as tourists. So it's unique because each village and each tribe is so different. And that's a pretty special experience as a nurse, um, having access and being able to help. How would you say your role as a nurse is specifically addressing some of these issues that you've highlighted with working in a rural setting or working with the different tribes? I think this role is really an opportunity for both primary care to shine and also a good fit for the nurse practitioner professional role because I get to really be a jack of all trades and I get to use my nursing background in addition to my advanced practice skills. As an example, during the normal course of a clinic day, I might be giving vaccines, drawing blood. I'm often the person doing all of the different things for a medical visit. So that's a really good fit for the nurse practitioner role because whereas a doctor would normally place the orders and then someone else would actually carry out the rest of the visit, I can do all of it. And I have experience doing all of those things, given my professional background. I think working in rural communities in general is often a really good fit for the nurse practitioner role, because you can expand access to primary care and really put all of those different skills to use. And you never know what's going to happen during the course of a clinic day. So many different things come in um, because it's everything that a normal primary care provider would see, plus unique things related to accidents and emergencies in Alaska. So you have to really be ready for anything at all times, and you get to utilize a lot of different skills because of that. That's a great way to look at the nurse practitioner role. And what you're speaking to is the ability to have some independent practice, correct? Yes. So in Alaska, nurse practitioners have full practice authority. So with my license here, I'm able to open my own practice if I would like. I don't have to work directly with a physician. Although in my current role, I work with physicians either when transporting a patient who requires a higher level of care, such as during an emergency, and I also end up referring people to town if they need specialty care or coordinating with specialists that occasionally visit the villages. Some specialty teams such as dental or there's a diabetes team, groups like that will come out to certain villages about once every six months. 
which is great because that way, if I see somebody, I can say, Hey, this person has diabetes and I really would like for them to see the nutritionist on the diabetes team. And then I can coordinate with other professionals like that to provide multidisciplinary care, even in a rural setting. That's wonderful. It's like a perfect mix of independent and collaborative um, practices. Thank you, Mary. Also, one of the things you've highlighted um, is access, one of it being rural and equitable access. When it comes to healthcare in the United States, how do you think most people understand the needs of the people in Alaska? And how can we make these individuals have more equitable access to care? In terms of rural Alaskan communities, most people in America probably aren't very familiar with what the specific health needs are, and each village is unique, so their health needs also are unique. So I think it's difficult to really speak to that because the needs of different groups are so different. But I think in general, it's helpful for the urban areas to do outreach to the rural areas. And there's a lot of really great programs going on here in Alaska. A lot of the tribal health organizations are working with other teams and other organizations to try to address some of these factors I mentioned earlier with challenges to achieving optimal health in remote settings. As an example, I recently learned about a group that's helping people grow hydroponic vegetables in greenhouses in remote villages. So that's a really great way to try to get people to be able to grow their own greens and vegetables out in the village where otherwise it's very difficult to get fresh fruits and vegetables. So there are great programs going on trying to address some of these needs, but it's definitely a very complex issue. Mary, as I think about where you are and your role, it's a role that could be in any part of the United States, in any 50 states that you would like to work, but you've chosen to be in Alaska. Why is that? And what is the best part about being a nurse practitioner where you are? I think for me, one of the best parts of being a nurse practitioner here is I feel like it's been kind of a culmination of everything I've done in my career up to this point in the sense that I'm getting to use skills and knowledge from so many different areas of my background and different jobs I've had in different places, it's kind of all coming together because in any given day, I might be utilizing public health knowledge from my MPH or hands-on nursing skills from my BSN many years ago, and more often primary care skills from my career as a nurse practitioner. You have to use so many different skills and you really have to be a jack of all trades in this role when you're by yourself or working with a very small team. So that's been an interesting experience for me at this point in my career. And then Alaska, I moved here because I'm a military spouse and my husband is stationed here. So that's why Alaska. But thanks for sharing. Mary, your work is extraordinary. It's exciting. And it's been a pleasure hearing about your career and all the work that you're doing to improve access in remote locations like Alaska. So thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you for listening to the United States of Nursing, a special series of our On the Pulse podcast. To see more about how nurses across the United States are making an impact in their local communities, visit unitedstatesofnursing.org.
Hey listeners, consistently ranked as one of the best healthcare jobs, nurse practitioners have provided primary and specialty care to patients across the lifespan for more than 50 years. NPs are in high demand now more than ever due to the shortage of primary care physicians. Is this the next step in your career? Visit nursing.jhu.edu slash on the pulse to discover the perfect fit to advance your nursing career.